This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shack Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by Independence Title. Appliances Now. St. David's South Austin Medical Center. Hat Creek Burger Company. Overt Auto Group. Our Way Appliances. Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's Joe Taylor with another episode of Shap of the Week. Visiting with Barrett Garrison, our Shap of the Week, and uh, Barrett, obviously, this this conversation when it when it shifts to the defensive side of the ball, it's always a unique perspective to get a guy who is both on the attack team but also in the mix in the defensive backfield, and it's one of the more popular positions and really the focal point of what the Westlake defense has become. That room is, you know, as we sit here. There's a, a poster of Army football, and there's Leo Lowen as a, a former defensive back here at Westlake and a captain and a guy who we didn't know who he was his junior season, and he just popped up out of nowhere and has obviously gone on to, to do some great things. But that's what we mean about legacy in that defensive backfield room. What is it like being in, in the mix with some of those guys? Westlake has always talked about defensive backs like Coach Salazar, um, Coach Mullins. We always have an emphasis on defensive defensive backs and um, assignments and stuff. They take very close detail to everything, and it's it's awesome. Um, they talk about those guys all the time, like Mookie Taft, now playing at Texas, uh, Leo Lowen, kind of like they'd set the standard, right? So um, there's no way of lowering the bar now. That's where we have to be all the time. And it's fun because you actually get to see it. I think the tangibility of it is something that I always look for. It's like, man, what do you show them? What do you, you know? Okay, well, here, let me show you this poster. And oh, by the way, let me show you this film of when he was a sophomore and a junior, or when he was a freshman and he wasn't even close to sniffing varsity football. And, and it's really, to be honest with you, Barrett, it's kind of a conversation about a journey rather than how good you are now. It's how good can you be, and not just from year to year, but week to week, game to game, practice to practice. Is that how you see it? Exactly. Yeah. So, like when you come here as a freshman, obviously, um, you think you're a part of, like you are a West, part of Westlake football, um, but you're not, like not fully, I would say, um, because each week, like you said, each week, each practice, um, it's adding up, right? Um, so I've been here for all four years, and every single practice is makes me more and more feel like a Westlake football player and feel makes me feel more like Leo Lowen. It makes me feel more like Mookie Taff, right? Because you have to go through everything. You go through Shatmaker. You have to go through all of offseason. You have to go through all of your seasons. At first, you're not really there, right? You got to work, keep working um, every practice. It's not just practices, though. It's like lifts and everything else. So We talk about it in the same way that we would talk about maybe math or like you have to start somewhere with math. And in high school, it's like it's algebra, then it's geometry, algebra two, then it's trigonometry, then it's calculus. So it's got this building blocks and we, and we do it in other subjects as well. Coach Salazar always talks about it in a way where it's like, hey, when we get them as freshmen in that first week of camp before everybody else, that's football 101. You know, we're teaching them how to practice. We're teaching them drills. We're teaching them how to effectively compete in practice, know what to do before real practice starts. And then from there, it's just a build over the course of the year and then the next year and the next year. And it all depends on how quickly you pick it up. And, and Barrett, one of the things that I always like about this program under its current leadership and its past leadership with Coach Dodge is that there's always that moment where, hey, it's about what you know, not how good a football player or how, how physically strong you are or how fast you are. It's no, do you have this knowledge of assignment? And I think with you, that, is, that rings true probably more so than, than the next guy on the varsity roster. 
I definitely feel so. Um, I want to give a shout out here really quick. Um, Ty Ingramizer. Oh my gosh. That guy knows every single thing. He pays so much detail to everything. If you're going to talk about a guy who maybe doesn't have the most athletic ability, but knows every single thing, that's Ty. Um, so I try to, I try to do what uh, Ty does. He's been on varsity for three years, right? So he's kind of like my, I guess, idol in a way. It's kind of weird to say that, but as a friend. But well, as a mentor. Yeah, you know. exactly. True. Yeah. Going from, obviously, in your first couple of years, like base defenses on the junior varsity and sub-varsity teams, and then going up, and then now, you know, you have everything. Your base defense is just like, you know, should be known like through and through, like the back of your hand. Well, and I think it's also secondhand because in order to play fast, you got to think fast. And we had a, a nice little moment with Ty a couple of weeks ago during his interview, and it was kind of funny. He goes, you know, hey, it's knowledge is here and speed is like down yeah. here. But because my knowledge is up here, it allows me to bring my speed up. Give us your take on that because I know that's that's part of your game is being a smart football player, which ultimately makes you a faster football player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can only be so good to react to like plays, right, as they come by. Um, you know, you can be the, most, the fastest and strongest person, um, but if you only react to plays, you're only going to get so far. But if you anticipate, we talk about it all the time, Coach Salazar talks about it all the time, if you can anticipate the keys on defense and see what they're going to run before they run the ball you don't have to be the fastest person you can still get there and still make the plays i'm going to take you back to a play because i i asked him about it a few weeks ago and it was that moment in the lake travis game and like a lot of your teammates you've never had the opportunity to experience that game at cavalier stadium there have been times obviously you've watched it as a fan growing up in westlake you've watched it as a football player in the program you've seen it here at home games but you've never seen it from that perspective. And there was a play that epitomizes the preparation, the mental capacity of a, of a Westlake football player, but more so a Westlake defensive backfield member, is the quick play after a 10-yard gain. They tried to run a hurry-up, and the Cavaliers went to self on a quick flanker screen and didn't blew the play up. Yeah, AZ, you know, immediately. And the collective vibe from your teammates, especially the defensive backfield, what was that like when that play happened? Because that was really kind of an aha moment for me where everything switched. We call them wristband plays. Like they know what they're going to run right after, try to get the momentum, right? They're trying to build on that momentum. And when someone like Denim or any of our starters on defense, they know that takes away that momentum like that the term wristband plays is is just terminology that the average person really wouldn't understand and and to be able to have recognition just remembering it from three weeks ago is pretty impressive but you know people ask me all the time what's the difference what does Westlake do and what I always tell them I say well when you get 80 to 90 collectively smart human beings in a room that just happen to be football players good things are going to happen. The intelligence side, the fact that y'all enjoy talking football, the minutia of football, if you will, you guys hang out all the, all the time together. There's so much time on task and yet you're still balancing the school stuff. Well, that's what intelligent people can do. They can, they can time manage. And I think that's really the difference between, you know, some programs who have some kids that really understand that to a program where almost all of the kids understand that, yes, you're going to be given the majority of your time to Westlake football, but it's up to you to use your intelligence and to use what we teach you in football to transfer that to the classroom to be successful students. Yeah, he talks about, Coach Salazar talks about that all the time, right? It's not just what you do on the field, it's what you do outside of class, in the community, in the classroom. I think that's a big part of it. And like you said, it's the whole team. It's not just the starters, right? Some places, uh, you got really, really smart guys starting on your offense and your defense and your special teams, right? But it comes down to, obviously, there's going to be injuries that happen during the year. When people get hurt and then you have guys step up, some guys don't know, like, at the full, I guess, aspect of everything. Um, but here, it's next man up mentality. Um, someone gets hurt, someone steps right in, nothing's missed. 
when everyone pays attention to detail, I don't think you skip a beat, and I think that's a really part of Westlake football. And the other part of that is the attack team, which you are a celebrated member of, and we talk about the attack team not as a way to patronize guys that do not play. That's that's what's so different. The message that I have been sent from this coaching staff, especially over the last 10 years, is they are some of the most important people in our program. And if we could sell tickets to practice, to watch them practice, we would sell out because that is just how big a deal the attack team means. Take us through the normal week. Like when you prepare for Anderson, where the receiving core is just next level, you guys know that you are up against a big, big speed threat challenge. What's your life like on the attack team to make sure that you give the offense a look so that they can try their best to see what Anderson is going to put out there? What's what's your week-to-week look like early on in practice? We have practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so our first thing on Monday, um, we have Coach Nanny, who's new here. Um, he's He's an awesome guy. He's a great coach. I really like him. We have Coach Gocher and we have Coach Luke. Um, at the beginning of the week, they show us some film, what our base plays are going to be, what our base calls are going to be on defense, what they're trying to get us to show the offense so that the offense could take advantage of that and make big plays off of that, right? And if you're playing a team like Anderson, I mean, Ed Small, I mean, he's a great, great player. And we have a great scheme on defense, but they're going to break out a couple plays. And that's what happened in the game, obviously. But minimizing those. But on offense, if we know that they're going to make those big plays, we have to make some big plays on offense. So obviously, giving them the great look that they can if we're just walking around there right they're not getting the full game aspect of it so um, we talk about that with coach luke all the guys um, on attack team so that it's game speed and then when they go out there it's easier than that and that's the fun part about when you go hard in practice we talked about this with the basketball program you know in 2018 when they had you know a collection of division one athletes they made everybody go against each other and this this theory of iron sharpens iron is is not just a theory at westlake it's it's a reality because when you have the the best offensive line arguably and arguably the best defensive line you're going against two teams in the state that basically are the best at what they do on any given friday night the only way you can get better is if everybody is playing at a high level and that's true for the attack team as well the guys on the attack team aren't starters right we're going up against the starting defense but there's some plays where if you know if their attack team defense is playing hard we beat them a couple times right obviously um so that shows them oh crap we need to we need to fix these things right and that's great and that makes us better football players as long as we're doing something i be, i feel like we're definitely better football players from that for sure you ever get the best of any of the westlake wide receivers i don't know today was uh heath mccree was not trying to block me, so um, they ran a screen, and I um, got there, and uh, obviously not a tackle, but I tapped him up. So yeah, and uh, Coach Walker was—I heard a little bit from Coach Walker over there, but yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's the part that I think a lot of people don't understand is this: this in practice competition that is so fierce. You know, it's almost like a one-on-one battle. And I will ask starters who are Shap of the Week, guys that get to play a whole bunch. They all have their one attack team guy that they all single out. Jaden, name the star. Jaden Greathouse. It doesn't matter. They all have a guy that says, you know what? I got to bring my game today because that dude is going to try to to get the best of me. Either I'm going to miss a block or he's going to get a pick. Something like that's going to happen. But what I love is the response in practice when that happens. There's a little bit of that celebratory nature that you're going to be rewarded for effort, but it also is kind of productive in a way where that person who got beat on that play instantly, you know, fixes what what ails them. But that's I think is the beauty of the attack team is is nonstop accountability. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, for my position on uh, tag team, obviously, I'm blitzing a good amount and I'm playing some coverage, right? Um, so when I'm blitzing, we have a lot of our uh, running back um, protections and sometimes our offensive line, they're not in the right spot and they mess up on a play um, and I'm unblocked basically. And so we'll run it again. The coaches will fix it up. Coach Murdoch, he's very attentive. So it'll help the offensive line. The offensive line will fix it and they'll do so much better. They obviously won't make that mistake again in the game. Let's take it back to how you get ready for practice because, you know, we can talk about how you get ready for a game and you'll get you'll have your opportunities in in some of these games where you'll get to play but you know we always ask hey what gets you ready the day-to-day grind of practice how do you approach it what do you have to do mentally to get prepared to to go to work monday through wednesday so coach salzer says this all the time we don't have to practice we get to practice every single morning Um, when we get to that time in playoff time not everyone's practicing not everyone's playing anymore so we get to practice and making that uh, mentality of the optimistic mentality of keep playing you know playing your best having fun when you're playing um, that makes practice go by so much easier and it makes practice more productive as well Well, i can already tell just by the the scope and depth of your answers why you mean so much to this coaching staff and to this team guys like you as well the coaches in the other room while we were chatting about your interview said we all have bg stories what's some of the more lighthearted stories over the course of your four years in westlake football that that kind of come to mind where things have happened that uh, have put you in, in kind of the spotlight positively so i used to actually play corner uh, my freshman and sophomore year um and so this was sophomore year spring ball I'm playing just this short coverage, um, flat coverage as a corner, right? And they run a screenplay. Um, and I'm known for the first two years, I'm obviously like the smaller guy. I, w- I came to Westlake as like 5'1", 5'2". I was really small when I came here. So even in my sophomore year, I was maybe like 5'3". I was not known for hitting. And they run a screenplay and I blow it up and all the coaches just get fired up and it was crazy. So um, that's definitely one of the one of the things that coaches always remember and that's really fun. As a guy that grew up here that has been a part of this culture from jump, I think it's always unique to get your perspective now that you are a big, big part of one of the most amazing and resilient classes, but also one of the largest classes. You know, Coach Salazar said this as a final thought. As we visit with Barrett Garrison, this is a dude that understands what it means to wear the red, white, and blue. Put that in your words. Just being unselfish, right? Um, everyone wants to start, obviously, right? Um, but at some point, you got to realize, hey, like this is my role on the team. So as being an attack team player, I know maybe I'm not going to get the most plays in a game, but if I can do my best, we're going to do so much better in a game. We're going to win, and we're going to beat these teams. We're going to win district, area, you know, keep going on, eventually win state. And I know that's that's the the goal collectively is to get to that district championship, to get to that uh, game during Thanksgiving weekend, and then obviously have an opportunity to to punch your ticket to to compete for a state championship. For you, it's just hey, how do I make this a longer journey? How do I extend this? And I think that's a big big point with it, Barrett, is that if you don't play your role and the guys on the attack team do not do their jobs Monday through Wednesday, that journey can become shorter. But on game day, take us through your experience on game day. What is it like for you to get ready to go out there and and join your teammates and and perhaps get an opportunity to play? Prepare yourself to get an opportunity to play. We have school in the beginning of the day, but I try to get all my schoolwork done um, in advance. So when I'm at school, I'm locked in. I have my headphones in. Um, Obviously, listen to my teachers, but I'm still, you know, in that kind of game day mood, you know, even when we're getting our pregame meals and stuff and getting ready, walking on the field, kind of just feeling the environment, right? Getting the vibe of it. Um, Like when we walk out of the Chaparral field, uh, we get to throw the ball for about 10, 15 minutes. It's kind of just feeling, getting the nerves out of you, getting the butterflies. Because um, obviously, if you care, you know, you're going to have some butterflies. So getting your pads on, getting ready, uh, warm up. And we're all hyped for warm up. I mean, not everyone's there at that time, but we're all, you know, brothering each other up. 
uh, telling each other good job. The coach was telling us good job, um, getting through our pregame warm-ups and stuff like that, and then just getting in that mood, flipping the switch. He's Barrett Garrison, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation Podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation Podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.